and we are live. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to the Black and the Bold, the best crossover podcast this side of Earth, too. It's your boy, the friendly from the hood, Spider-Man, Devin from the 7th. I don't agree with us being on Earth 2, but we'll discuss that later. And it is I, the infamous Iron Man, Terrence Sage, here backing Devin up, my wonderful co-host, episode one. Nah, you, where you're not backing me up. We side by side. Mm, yeah, okay. I'll I'll be I'll yeah, okay. So I'm Superman, you're Batman. We'll we'll yeah. work it like that. I just said back yeah, up because you've come from this wonderful background of podcasting and being an entertainment kingpin. And then I'm, well, I'm fairly new to it. Like I've done it before, but we bet we yeah, in it dabble, together dabble, now. But, you know, we, we together. This is a teamwork. We're the, the greatest two, team. Two Nick nerds. Two Nick yes, nerds. Yes, two Nick nerds. We are we are changing. Yes, Nig N I double G and then nerds. Don't be afraid to be a Nig nerd. Exactly, more definitely better than a blurb. But yes, this is the black and the bold—a combination of two friends making a podcast about all things nerdy and just being black. Just black shit and nerd shit all in one. One fusion combo, pretty much. We're going to touch on comics. We're going to touch on anime. We're going to touch on movies. We're going to touch everything. Uh, I don't like how much I'm using the word touch right now. It feels uncomfortable. But, you know, we're going to cover all our bases, baby. That's what we're here to do. And I couldn't have anybody... Beside me, better than my boy T Sage. Tell tell him a little bit about you. Why 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 are you here right now? How do how do uh, all of this entertainment stuff impact your life? Where did it come from? Oh, uh, I can't remember the specific age that I was, but my dad took me to a comic book store somewhere in Chicago. Just on a random day, just, hey, you want to go to a comic book store? Since he knew I was into comic book stuff and characters and watching them on TV. And ever since then, I've you can't get me out of a comic book store everywhere I go. <laughs> I need to make sure I know where a comic book store is. I just came from DreamCon in Austin. And one of the major things me and my friends did, uh, yeah, there's a comic book store. 10 minutes away so we're going to that at some point and i think i spent the most money throughout the whole trip in there and yeah i just love this superhero mainstream stuff i love getting into it and on a deeper level the image the booms the vertigos just the imagination and creativity that comic book writers and artists can provide you and just the exciting events that you can eventually get into and all the long-spanning, wide-reaching 
histories that each of these characters have that you start from some random issue like Green Lantern 42 and then it dives into you can recite quotes from when the character was first created and just going backwards and forwards in their histories and it's just so funny to see my journey now from barely understanding what a comic book event was because my very first comic book event was Blackest Night from DC Comics so to see a lot of characters that I didn't I had no idea what was going on I didn't know anything about the comic book death I didn't know anything about a lot of characters and now I can if you show me a spread of the DC pantheon of heroes. Oh, I know Elongated Man, Plastic Man. Uh, I know which version of the Flash that is based on the suit now. And yeah, it's just been an incredible journey of buying Omnis and buying paperbacks and buying hardcovers of a thousand different characters because your tastes expand and the writers you gravitate to and yeah, I just love comic books now from a young age. And being, once I realized I wanted to be a writer, and I talk a lot about what I enjoy, so naturally started getting into comic book reviews. Thanks to my friend Logan, he let me write for a website. And it just took off from there, social media, and becoming a freelance writer to being able to write about comic books and really dive deeper on a more critical level, like learning about panel composition, learning about what different artists can bring versus like artists that draw digitally versus using a pen and paper still and, and just really engaging with this medium that I enjoy a thousand times over has been really fun. So to continue that and spread the good word of comic books and what, why you should get into them and why you should look beyond the movies for your comic entertainment. Yeah. This is why that's why I'm here pretty much the long winded that's, answer. That's true. Nick nerd talking man said panel composition. But it's crazy that you said Black is Night because that makes me feel so old. I was well into comics by the time Black is Night came out. I was like a senior in high school when that came out. And I was really. So, what was your first event? Ooh, the first. Man, don't ask me this because that makes me feel even older. Okay. When I first got into comics, it was because of an event. And this is when I was first, like, learning how to read. Um, the first thing I got into was X-Men Phalanx Covenant. Is that how you say it? Phalanx? Because the cover had um, Sabretooth and Sync on the cover. And it was, like, classic 90s, crazy hollow foil, sparkling everywhere. So I was like, I gotta have this one. It's a black dude and it's shiny. And it was like, <laughs> luckily for me, that was like pretty much at the beginning of the whole Phalanx Covenant thing, which led into Generation X and um, 
I stuck with Generation X for a long time, uh, but where I really started was right there, early X-Men stuff. Picked up a lot of stuff with Bishop on the cover. Really, uh, early milestone books helped me as a kid, too. I read a lot of Blood Syndicate, Static, but uh, that was basically me being a kid, not really being able to read any of the covers, just grabbing whatever looks like me was on the shelf. Uh man, I'm comic books were a dollar twenty-five when I was a kid. So I had don't look at me like that. So, <laughs> so you could come out with a couple comics for twenty bucks back then. So yeah, man, that was makes me yeah, feel I, I was there days. for the DC draw the line. Yeah, I was there for the DC draw the line at two ninety nine and they quickly got rid of that. So that was fine for my, my parents' pockets. Was a lie. <laughs> yeah, now it's $3.99 and $4.99. And comic books are expensive. They don't tell you that when you start. They just, here you go, Let get into this. Uh, yeah, here you go. Here's an anniversary issue. By the way, it's $10. Eight, nine, nine. So... <laughs> Issue one, twelve dollars. Yeah, have fun with that. Then just comic book game is a cold one now because every comic has a spinoff, has a side, a companion comic. So you're you're never just picking up one comic and sticking with it. You, if you want the complete story, you're picking up some other thing, doubling your price. But that's as I. That's the name of the game. Yes, as I look at every... Because I've collected... Like, I'm a floppy guy. I, I'm single. And, well, I get, like, paperbacks and trades, and but I need singles. I just like seeing a collection. Like, I can tell, okay, I have issue one. I have one through 30 and I can go back to it and just seeing how the X-Men line right now has taken over my shelf it's very like wow yeah I was talking about how the X-Men are indicative of the problem that I was talking about earlier how you have X-Men you got X-Men Red or Mortal X-Men you used to have all the good he just said he just said all the good books the like the starting lineup, the big three for the Krakoan age just now X Men, Immortal X Men, and X Men Red. I mean, yeah, they're all bangers, but you know, that's always been the problem with comics. You had X Men Gold, you had X Men, you know, even back in the 90s, that's always been the problem. Spider Man, Spectacular Spider Man, uh, all of that. So, you know, it's, it's not. A new problem, but the fact that comic book prices have like tripled, and now there are fifty eleven events going on. Are really night terrors? DC Comics in stores now. Night terrors, the horror event set in the middle of June and July. That's exactly where we were asking for. Um, right off the backs of. Of uh, Dawn of DC, yeah, 
Dawn of DC. Whatever the, yeah. Dawn of DC is the current initiative for the DC books. Like it's a brand new, fresh start for all of our favorite DC heroes. Superman has Superman in action comics going, and a lot of characters that haven't had solos in a while, like Green Arrow, have new number ones. So we got like books like Shazam. We have what else is that? Hawk Girl has her own series now. Cyborg, the Titans are now the premiere. Naturally, the Titans are the now premier team of the DC Universe with the Justice League disbanded slash taking a break in the wake of uh, the Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths event. And they're slowly rolling out uh, new books for all of our favorite DC characters. So it's it's been a really good time for uh, DC. I'm starting to read more, not starting to read more, but just exploring more DC characters. I just, I don't buy, I just don't buy the Titans being like the premier team for the DC universe. Because just in the back of my mind, I'm like, the Justice League is... They're coming back eventually, right? Because I mean, I you know, they anything. got to. But the Titans, they they held it down long enough. You know, they've been around for a long time. Uh, continuity yeah. wise, and that and historically, that team is still the same stale bread team that uh that has happened for several decades. It's it's just funny to me. You know, but whatever. Okay, okay. I mean, it is like why we why do we still have the friends from college team? Still, I mean, they tried with some new Titans a while back. Uh, I don't think people liked them as much, but then that was also New Fifty Two era. So, you know. uh, justice for my boy. What was his name? Brick Wall or whatever it was. Bunker. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Don't do purple brick. That was my boy. Yeah. Justice for my boy Bunker. You know, but Bunker. Who else? Who else was there? Uh, who? Power Girl Tanya. But she had. Actually... I feel like she got the better end of the deal. She went with Deathstroke and was on Team Defiance. That was a pretty solid run, to be honest. So, like, I yes. understand the, fifty issues know, trying to keep the Titans alive. Um, outside of the DC stuff, what are, what have you been keeping up with? I've been really into the Massive Verse stuff. Really locked in the Radiant Black, uh, Rogue Sun. Yes. Dead Lucky, No One, Inferno Girl Red, all of it. it really okay, I didn't know you were anger. involved. Uh, I didn't know you were involved that heavily. I'm excited now. Oh, I'm, I'm locked in. I'm locked in. I'm fully locked in. Yes, I love no Radiant Black. I love comic books just with colorful suits. That means, okay, there's Radiant Black. So obviously... It's red, there's an orange, there's a yellow, there's a green, there's a blue, there's a pink, obviously. So 
I like it. I like it a slightly more matured, realistic Power Ranger take on the an adult with attitude happens upon forty thousand dollars in debt. Extraordinary. The starting off issue one. If you uh for those that don't know, Radiant Black is the premier book for Kyle Higgins' massive verse. It's a very it it expanded very fast. Like the massive verse started off with Radiant Black, and then it goes into what came after the radiant there've been Radiant Black spinoff. There's been a Radiant Red mini that was really good. Radiant Pink just Mm-hmm. Got a trade release. No one is the most recent addition to the massive verse. It mm-hmm. then they're also experimenting with how we, how can I put this, explore the entertainment and the comic book world because it has a podcast, like an in universe podcast, because no one is like a mystery noir like thriller, type of superhero yeah. book so and it has a in-universe podcast that goes in and out of like if you read it for the podcast it'll go into what's happening for the next issue and like that they also have rogue son they have uh the dead lucky and they even have its own event book supermassive that they're starting to do every year i got the first one i know the second one involves more who was in the 2023 supermassive i think it was wasn't dead lucky inferno girl it was inferno girl red again mm-hmm. was dead lucky in that i'm pretty sure um because the oh i don't want to spoil how it ends I just know they go back in time to uh, fantasy, like King Arthur. Yeah. Yeah. But, but at any rate, if you want to get... If you want to get on the ground floor of a naturally built new comic book universe that you don't need to read a thousand spinoff, because you can read every one of these books, Radiant Black, the Radiant color spinoffs rogue sun the dead lucky no one all on their own it's just a part of a wider universe that's not oh since i'm reading no one i have to go now read radiant black to make make this make sense they're all doing their own thing inside this universe it might be some callbacks naturally but you can just pick it up and go and Radiant Black is doing its first big event story right right now. The Cataclysm War. So I'm excited about that. That's... They just uh, got to issue 25. Yeah, that's another Did thing that I was about for, to mention. Uh... I did vote. So who did you vote for? Who, now, who this is this is for? the see <laughs> this is the first big conflict of this podcast because Radiant Black, I'm gonna say it with as generally as I possibly can because when I was first reading the book, that was one of the first big twists of the book. 
I'm not going to say how, but we have two protagonists and rate the the power of the radiance it can only go to one so naturally having two protagonists that's kind of oh no we have a we have a problem here so Kyle Higgins and his creative team did pulled a number from DC's playbook and we could vote on who we believed should have the power of the radiance, like how DC had it where they could decide which Robin should die. Real and you had to call in, in the family style. The yeah. And I th- want to say I voted for who did I vote for? I really don't remember, but I'm pretty sure. It was a Marshall. I think I voted for Marshall. Ooh, we split. I could be I lying. Voted for Nathan. Okay, I could be lying, and I maybe voted for Nathan, but I want to say I voted for Marshall just because I didn't think Nathan's heart was in it, even though he started out with the radiant. Because he took that little vacation to Hollywood, and I just don't think his heart was in it the way Marshall had to pick up the slack, and he had Marshall had to deal with the more extreme threats after blah 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 with Nathan, right? Right, so until they started partnering up, it was like Nathan was doing it again for the first time. Because he had been doing something else up until then. But yeah, Massiverse, they've been doing some super creative stuff. Like you said, with that voting thing, there was a great issue of Rogue Sun where it was a choose your own adventure issue. That was some of the most fun I've had reading in a while. Um, I've been really into my indie book stuff. Uh, Donnie Cates uh Vanish. I I really enjoyed that. Um what else? Kyle Starks, I hate this place. More stuff that I've been into. Um Dark Ride. It's like a Disney parody. I've been really digging some of my indie stuff on top of the usual X-Men. X-Men is really what's got gotten into me. And unfortunately, I'm still a sucker for Spider-Man. I'm still tapped into that. Uh, Why? He's just been with me for so long, so I gotta, I gotta stick with my boy. I don't know. I guess. I'm I mean, like I feel punishment. you because we all have our characters. Shout out to my boy Miles Morales for holding it down. I ain't gonna hold you, Spider Man. Probably coming off my pull list here soon. Been dragging me around for two, three years, especially with the. Oh, why don't why don't they like Peter Parker anymore? And then it re- it was revealed to be something stupid. So that was uh, even more of a bummer. You know, even even players mess up. The player being me, Spider Man. I just had too much faith in it. So we can let uh, we can sit Spider Man down where he's at. Another thing that I've really been into lately, and this is gonna parlay into something else is the recent Ninja Turtles books. I'm a huge Turtles fan, so I've always been locked in on the Turtles stuff. 
you know, they just got done with the Armageddon game. Um, they've got a bunch of spinoff books. You know, they've got the Werewind stuff with Usagi Yojimbo. They've got the Street Fighter crossover. And recently, they've gone to the Upside Down with Stranger Things, uh, which makes me feel like they're being stretched a little thin. But hopefully this new movie that they just dropped uh, bring the turtles up a little bit so they ain't got my boys out here any and everywhere just with the the can with the coin in it asking to be in anybody yeah. everything. Now, on since Devin is on the more comic side, I've been the more Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the television side because Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is fantastic. Love that. I've always loved the TV shows pretty much. And the new movie was really good. And the movie so far has a show that they're doing on Paramount Plus and a sequel movie. So I really love how each generation of Turtles has their own dedicated fan base. All of us oldies that are 21 and up have the 2003 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles still, or even go back to when they were in the live action in the 80s with the Go Ninja Go Turtles. The original cartoon ended in like 97. I was I was well in childhood when that ended. So I had a DVD of that, and it was when when they would get angry, they would turn into like monsters that's all i can remember from that once they got into those later seasons they they started doing whatever with the ninja turtles just to make more toys um yeah that's all i remember like the if if the turtles got angry they would turn into like hulk versions of themselves or something like that that's all i remember from the little dvd that i had of that but the theme song was catchy as are them all I mean, that's one thing about the Ninja Turtles. They don't have a theme song that gets to you. I think that the Ninja Turtles' personalities are the reason why they are so well for refresh and reboot every time, you know? The personalities last over generations. Like, there's everybody can relate to a hothead. Everybody can relate to the party dude. Everybody can, you know, everybody knows the tech guy. So there's always that common theme throughout that hooks everybody through generations. So there's always going to be a turtle for your generation. Even now, they're trying to turn Leonardo into something besides just the leader. Because that's all I got when I was a kid. He was the self-serious dude. But now he's still like self-serious to the point of parody sometimes and what like in the last two series Luna Rise of TMNT and in the new movie you know really sounded like a leader so you know we're finally getting he's finally get his uh Cyclops treatment his new X-Men Cyclops treatment meanwhile Donatello remains the best child I've ever seen and I will protect him no matter what every version of Donatello especially Rise of TMNT Donatello that is 101% me from top to bottom I love everything about him and I will protect him forever 
I'll die for Michelangelo. I think Donatello Pete in I, the TMNT Mutant Mayhem. Donatello and Mikey, they were fighting for my number one love and appreciation because I re- I really liked Mutant Mayhem's Mikey. I really did. I loved all of their personalities and the characterizations. They really felt like teenagers. They were just yeah, like they they, they weren't who we know them to be, but they were getting there. We all we saw the right. signs of them getting there. That's, you know, and that's what being a teenager is about, you know, growing into who you're going to be and developing those personality traits or, you know, perfecting your, honing your skills and all that stuff. So I feel like I really hit the nail on the head with that one and easily the best Ninja Turtles movie is it because it's not like they, uh, it's not like it has any real competition. Besides that, I don't uh, want to spoil the ending, but I was really excited about the direction they took the ending of Mutant Mayhem. I don't, I'm not going to say what they did, but that was really good. I really appreciated the the ending and what they could do with that. You know, Ninja Turtles has a a long history, so when they're able to like still provide you fresh twists. Yeah, still provide you with something fresh and make it feel new is always welcome because, you know, they're characters that you love, but you don't want to keep retreading on that same story. You don't want to keep getting an origin story or this, this, and that, you know? You want to be able to see something fresh and get that new perspective for the new generation. So, you know, I always applaud that. I love when Ninja Turtles takes, takes risks, like going from the cartoon turtles to the oh well the original cartoon turtles to the O3 turtles and sharpening up the edge and going back to that that dark and grimy old school feel where it was like really serious um and more and tonally closer to the to the comics and you know all the the different iterations keep it keep it alive even though there are still those common elements throughout you'll see something switched up from the last time which is how you keep the formula fresh shout out mutant mayhem donnie loving anime so hard to the point that it plays a part in the finale i love that for him he just like me for real (laughs) yeah I, i appreciated him so much and yeah, I just can't. W- I want to see what they do with the mid credit scene. I mean, we all knew they would. They could only do one of two things with a sequel tease, and I'm, at least they got that one out the way. Yeah, you you got to do that one. Outside of the TMNT, what what are you what are you been into? What are you feeling lately? Uh, what have I been? As far as a movie this summer, it's been a really... I've been in the... This is, I think, the most I've been in the movie theater. Let me... You've been in... Yes, I've definitely been active in the movie theater. I've seen Talk to Me twice. That's a horror movie about a group of teenagers who have possession of a hand, like a... Like cremated statue type hand 
And if you grab onto it and say, talk to me, they let ghosts and spirits inside of you to possess you. And they use it as a type of drug or something funny for shits and giggles to do, seeing just recording your friends being possessed. But of course, something goes wrong and it's just a really fucked up good youth horror movie that from it's from A24 and yeah it was a really good movie but what else have I seen Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 another great Mission Impossible movie just the fact that yeah, they're back with the Mission Impossibles yeah just it just really sucked that it was like it's definitely like this is a part one it's it's almost a complete adventure. Like we got half of the complete adventure. Outside of that, I really enjoyed myself. I saw that in IMAX, really good movie. I saw Nimona, the that's an animated Netflix feature. Pretty good, just science scientific and also fantasy movie. It's about a Young, um, young monster shapeshifter who wants to be evil because society played played her wrong just because she can shapeshift, and some things happened in her past, and she gets a knight that's accused of murder roped in to trying to be evil, but naturally things don't go wrong, and he's just trying to prove his innocence. And it's just a feel-good, uh, nicely, really well-animated movie from Netflix that flew under the radar. So you should definitely watch Nimona. I've seen The Blackening. That was really funny. Just a good-natured that one horror under comedy. The radar too. That one was a classic. It's It's on the level of those, like, Scary original scary movies is uh really has a a good feel to it. It's got a great cast. That one went under the radar, but it's definitely one you should watch right now if you haven't. I unfortunately saw the Flash. Hated that. It was a it was a C minus for me. I could I did not watch that. Then I've been okay. You know, it doesn't deserve the C minus that it got that it gets, but because I saw it in a cool setting, that bumped it up. <laughs> the the ambiance of the evening, like this movie was kind of garbage, but the seats in back all ooh. the way, and I'm basically right. in a bed. It was a little bit. It was a little bit fancier than that, but you know, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna talk about what I be doing. You feel me? Um, what else? Would, you know, the one percent to anybody who hears this. I don't. You know, I don't want to brag, but I'll be out here. They be knowing me. You know, I'm on the friends and family list exactly. out here. You know? exactly. Devin, Devin's words can be seen in some high-profile 
movie commercials. He's in some, the 1%. Sometimes, sometimes, some places, you know, if you if you pause the Spider-Verse ad, you might see my quote or something, you know, I don't, I don't know. You know, I might get invited to some from time to time. Um, but yeah, you know, um, other than that, it's been a great summer for movies. I don't think you even mentioned that clone Tyrone, which is uh, yeah, that clone Tyrone. I wanted Transformers to be better than it was. Transformers it, better than the Flash, so C plus. If I have to. Yeah. It's a three. It's like it's a good movie. It's just like, damn, that that was it. It's a MacGuffin movie, you know. Go get it, but you know, and they they did better things than the uh, the Babe movies. They actually had like worthwhile main character human characters. So they got that part right. Do yeah, they got that part right. But then everything else was like, oh. Oh, and you thought you were tired of cinematic universes? Oh, just wait. I yelled out loud at the reveal at the end because <laughs> I, I really didn't care, and I don't know why they thought that would be exciting for me. They they trying to they trying to bring it back. You know, you got the you got all these brands. You gotta you gotta you know bring some life into them. It was the Maximals inclusion was kind of sad for me because. Uh, Beast Wars, those were my Transformers as a kid, so I was super looking forward to Cheetor and Optimus Primal, and they transformed for about 35 seconds in that last fight. That is why Transformers Armada was mine, so I was just on vibes. You know, a really underrated one, I don't even say it was underrated, but one of my favorites was the Transformers animated series. Um, it had, you know, Prowl on the team, uh, and, and Bumblebee, I think this was like 2009, it had that real, it was like a super cartoony type style, everything was kind of rounded, that was, those were good memories for me, it came like right after that, the actual anime versions that were like Transformers, Armada, and Energon, and stuff like that. Um, you know, Transformers that disappeared for just a little bit and then they came back in that form and those were those were cool for me. They kind of had slick alien looking designs um, and it was right around the time when the War for Cybertron stuff came out. So I was really on my I was really on my Transformers then. Yeah, that was probably the peak of my Transformers. You gonna get the $1,600 Grimlock? My friend sent me that, and I just, I when I I saw the video of it, I was like, "Oh, cool! Let me see what home I'm gonna have to sell in order to afford it." <laughs> and then I clicked it, I'm like, "Yep, there you go." And you know, but it transforms like it does everything I would want from a Transformers toy. Just it's got a lot of cool features. Wow. It does, but but a self transforming transformer feels like it defeats the purpose for me. Like half the fun of a transformer is transforming it, and if it does it itself, no matter how cool it is, it kind of takes away some of the magic of, you know, doing it, it yourself. Takes, for me, 
it takes some magic from my goddamn bank account wanting oh, yeah. to even it don't, get on layaway if I it could. It take a lot of magic from me, yeah. Better get Where the plasma I, sessions lined up. Where did I? I think I peaked with my Transformers as a kid and also as a teenager because I defend, for better or worse, the Bay movies. And for worse. For worse or for worse. All right. And as a kid, I played Trans- the Transformers 2002 game, and that was kind of like an open world. Just, I think it was based on the series that was out at the time. That one was like based on Armada, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and Optimus Prime. And, like, you could, yeah, you could well, put mini cons. Like you could like add mini cons to like get some slow motion or something. I'm gonna look that up. I wanna play that now. And yeah, and I just remember as a kid loving Jetfire because he was this big jumbo Australian jet, and I feel like he had the coolest design outside of Hotshot and Red Alert. You know what I always realize? The um the Autobots really ain't got no aerial Autobots like that. They yeah, like even though they all could theoretically, high. like they could all theoretically turn into a plane, but they don't. But you wanna, you wanna be a, a Camaro. Not Bumblebee is the reason I want a Camaro. Ever but, since Transformers two, uh, two thousand seven, I wanted a Camaro because Bumblebee is my favorite Autobot now. But the Decepticons, they came, they landed with like three flying Decepticons. Hey, you do what you want when you pop in. And if Optimus Prime only has to be a truck to do and beat whoever's ass, then how a truck catch you lacking when the truck has a whole armory in the back filled with swords, axes, and guns? Hey, yo. Optimus kind of Optimus has always been kind of brutal in these live action movies, but um, in this last one, when he was like, "Yeah, and I'm gonna put your body in the ground," I was like, "Damn!" Optimus. And I'm gonna melt your face and just push it into lava and go about my day. I was like, "Damn, Optimus, you always been cutting people's heads off, but you didn't say I'm gonna put you six feet deep and piss on your grave." I mean, he did that. He kind of did that with uh, Megatron a few times. His old leader first, and then beat Megatron with one arm. I thought that was hilarious. And he just, like, he just axe killed and ripped his head and spinal cord out, and that was that. The Transformers series is ripe for video games. I hope they can finally bring back the the Cybertron series. I think the did you see when they announced that Transformers game at I forget at what conference, but the trailer was so vastly different from what you would expect from the Transformers that I thought it was a new Crisis game. I didn't catch that. I have to look it up. But it was a Transformers game announced not too long ago. You would not think that it was a Transformers game just looking at it until the very end where it says Transformers. Like, oh, 
Ooh. Oh shit. Damn, I'm gonna have to look that one up. Yeah, Transformers Reactive. Transformers Reactive. While we on the subject of games, what do, have have you been having a game filled summer? You've been getting your game on. Yes, I am continuing my campaign of everybody needs to play Dead Sales. Everybody needs to Which play. My, my PlayStation 5. Okay. Let them know you got a PS5. We ain't got no PS4s right here, my boy. Yes, PS5. And just play Dead Cells. Dead Cells is a roguelike game where you play a prisoner on an island and you're trying to escape. Naturally, whole lot of weird, fantastical monsters... And uh, it's just one of the most addictive gameplay-fueled video games I've ever played. It made my top five video games ever very quickly. It's so addictive because the bosses are challenging enough. It... I, Devin, I cannot oh, stress God. to you. I cannot stress to you how quickly I attach myself to this game. If I look on my PlayStation play Five, games. I for those that can't, if we just do audio, I just put my middle finger up <laughs> at Devin. But I, if I look for the amount of time I play with Dead Cell since I bought it, it. I'm pretty sure I got like 175 hours total that's, in this that's game. Pokemon level. Yeah, and I'm still not done. Like I beat the game, but there's so much to do in this game. You can add the difficulty, so it's a little bit harder trying to get to the end of the game. There are four DLCs out for it. I have all of them. The most recent is a return to Castlevania. So for all the Castlevania fans that might be out there, whether it's from the video games or from the Netflix show, there's something for you there. So, hey, if you want to see 8-bit Castlevania characters, the Belmonts fight Dracula, you, you get to go to Dracula's castle to try to kill him. So, hey, I'm just saying, so we'll pay promotion on Dead Cells. And, yeah, everybody should just play Dead Cells. It's one of my, it's the most fun that you'll have. You'll be cursing yourself out for making simple mistakes on your runs to the end. But it's so much fun, especially once you just get over that hump. And, yeah, I just fell in love with this game. 1000%. I bought the out of print art book of it on Reddit. Like, I'm telling you, this game has taken over as it's just fun. The game is just really fun. I feel you. I've been on my gamer shit, you know. Been playing a lot of 2K, a lot of. uh, I can't say the word that I want to say, but it rhymes with Wigga. Yo, uh, we already called, we already said Nick Nerd like five times on this show. So, okay, well, just, 
Mig, Mig, Mig. That would be we when we get sound effects. It's gonna be a a Mig sound effect because that's what Devin is saying right now with this lineup. No, I'm playing. I've been um, I beat Final Fantasy 16. I also um, yeah, I got that the day of. Shout out to Dev for getting me the steel book of that because it looks really nice and I needed that game. I'm on, I'm on my new game plus, getting my combos up. Um summoning them icons. What was your uh who are your favorite icons? Ooh, my favorite icons. Man, that's tough. I think um, Ra Rahamid, Ramu for me. Yeah, Ramu mm-hmm. Ramu for me. Uh Ramu uh Bahamut. Bahamut for sure. Uh probably either Phoenix or Yeah, probably Phoenix. No, 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 no. Garuda. Okay. I was definitely super heavy on Bahamut and Shiva. Really? Um, I love the ice one. The ice one was fun. Um, But Bahamut got really OP because you could use that satellite thing. Yeah. That was probably my favorite thing to use where you could just like keep tagging an enemy with the, and then the Mega Flare and Giga Flare. Odin was pretty cool too. Um, But just a little bit too late in the game to really enjoy. Yeah, also his boss battle at the end, but that's neither here nor there. Been getting bo- back into into Shredder's Revenge while we're on that TMNT kick. Hopefully that DLC comes out soon. Coming with the new costumes, new characters. They've all they've only showed one character, but it says new characters in the trailer. So hopefully we'll get some some cool lesser known characters. I'm I'm hoping like Alopex or Jenica. Probably Jenica. Hopefully Jenica. Um Can name you any Ninja Turtle characters outside of Rocksteady, Bebop, and Cranks, honestly. They've, so. they've shown some stuff with Bebop and Rocksteady. But uh I think it's just like a little transformation. I'm not sure if you actually get to play with them. But Alopex is really cool. She's like this fox ninja. She also is Raphael's girlfriend at some point. So she's 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 she's, she's dope. Jenica is the most recent the turtle. Yeah, she, I know that. Yeah, she like, got mutated. She's she's dope. Like a lot of people didn't like Venus Damalo, but Jenica really has grown and grown a lot for the fans. And they're really they're really taken kind to her. She's got some dope stories. Um and she doesn't just feel like she was thrown in there for a sake of change or whatever. Even though they have recently brought back Venus Damato, which is uh but she's completely redone, reinvented in a super interesting way. So but hopefully we can see some of those characters come in. I've also really been into Marvel's Midnight Suns. I got all the DLC for that. I was never really into RTS games like that, but once you throw that superhero license on it, I'll give it a try. And then they had that Game Pass. I mean, not the Game Pass, the Game Trial 
So I gave it a shot and I was like, this is low key kind of hidden. So I copped it, been hooked on it ever since, got over 100 hours in it. Um, you know, they just dropped that DLC with Storm. So there's yeah, that Storm a, and Morbius. Yeah, I have a friend that swears by that game since day one. And I just, I love that for him. And I'm going to let him live his best life with that game. But. Yeah. The same friend, shout out Shiv, is he coerced me into Baldur's Gate three. I, I I'm gonna be on the bandwagon for Baldur's Gate three okay. when you, it hits. You really are there, shit. Yes, so I, I'm gonna be playing Did you get that. In a Diablo? No, uh, no, I missed the Diablo train, so I'm just gonna Baldur's Gate three. It, it's too. I'm gonna just go with Baldur's Gate three and just live my life as a bard apparently i took a quiz earlier today and i'm a bard apparently so that's gonna be fun i've been playing fortnite because i want that optimus skin at level 100 before the season is up i need it i need to be optimus in that game uh i've downloaded one of the playstation games for the month death's door I'm having a really fun time with that. I, if you know nothing else about me, know that I'm a big indie, small video game type of guy. Like I, I feel like I get more fulfillment sometimes with the smaller games because they focus on the personality, the layers, the gameplay in a way that I don't, I do and I don't get with the triple A's. Like, it's just the little things that I like with smaller games like Into the Gungeon, uh, Death's Door, Transistor. Like, those are some of my favorite games just in general. And not to say, like, triple A games aren't bringing it because they are. they definitely give me my big Hollywood epic moments that I just want to sit with and stay in photo mode. Video games need better photo modes. Final Fantasy Spider-Man photo coming mode. October, baby. Yes, that photo mode was phenomenal, but for like Final Fantasy 16 photo mode was horrendous. Could barely get to it when I wanted to pause and take a picture, but that's beside the point. Just play support play try to play more games than your usual. You never know what the next game, the next fate, your next favorite could be. Don't just stick with your usuals that you play every year. Try something new. All these video games out here, it's too much to just be playing the same few games. Like with uh August, I know I got to get Armored Course, Fires of Rubicon, Bomb Rush, Cyberfunk, the spiritual successor to Jet Set Radio. And yeah, I don't think anything's dropping in September other than the Baldur's Gate uh, for console, but I don't really count that since it's out on PC. And I've been seeing that and it's being called the best RPG ever. So can't wait to lose myself in the character customization in that 
that has insane character customization. I thought the character customization in Street Fighter Six was really in depth, but the Baldur's Gate Three, they've they've gone super deep with that one. While we're on the subject, um, so what are what's a game that you're looking forward to, and what's your all time favorite game? For the listeners, so they can know who you are. You know what I'm saying? We gotta, we gotta get these people knowing who we are. Besides just okay, Nick so Dyer's. game, I will say Alan Wake Two because I'm playing Alan Wake Remastered. Shout out PlayStation for giving that free. I love that because I was about to buy it and they gave it for free. Uh, and yeah, Alan Wake because I love Remedy Games because Control was a really fantastic surprise for me i didn't know what i was expecting or getting into with control so to to then go back to see where it all started with the flashlight game alan wake has been really good and to i want to see alan wake too because it looks great and dark and dreary and weird like the first one has been so far as i'm working my way through it and my all time favorite game or one of them you don't have to think too hard yeah. about it. you know when yeah because that's very hard that's very hard uh you know this is one of the little buzzwords we ain't gonna hold you to it yeah, yeah if, if you come you... back episode 50 and you like oh you know actually chrono trigger is my favorite game and Folks won't go, ain't gonna be on you like, well, there was no way you said, yeah. Uh, if you Pokemon know Blue. me, I'm a big action adventure slash platformer slash RPG guy. So I'm gonna give you a few of my favorites Skyrim, Kingdom Hearts 2, and Beautiful Joe 2. Just to really Ooh. throw it way back in there because I have a PS2 and being able to go back to my childhood and play games is it's been very nice for my inner child to be able to go back and play. Beautiful Joe was a high point in my childhood. Uh same with Okami. Those were those were bangers for me. They were probably on my on my all time list alongside Chrono Trigger Mother Three for sure. Uh, played that fan translation so many times. Shout out to the folks at Starman.net or whatever. Um, y'all really held it down for you, boy, since 08. Played it yearly. Um, Super Mario RPG, shout out to them for for the remake that's on the way. Been asking for that for years. Even if we can't get a real version of Geno and Smash Bros., we can finally relive the glory on the Nintendo Switch. A game that I'm looking forward to because I am a classic Nintendo stand, basically. Um, I'm looking forward to that Super Mario Wonder. They let that boy take acid and now Mario tripping that boy popped the acid and he turned into an elephant. Got the got the world wiggling. Yeah. I'm 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 rocking with Mario on drugs. I will let you be the Nintendo correspondent as I have a PS5, PS4, PS3, and PS2. So I will be the Sony correspondent. So I will let oh, you no, have... I got, I got them too now. I just 
Yes, but also you all have Nintendo Switch online, so you are knee deep in the Nintendo. Yeah, wow. I mean, right beside me, I got a Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, and a GameCube. So I just got a GameCube, but shout out to my friend Joseph for sending me one because I never got to play one as a kid. I was always a Sony child, so I never got to play like Pokemon Gale of Darkness and Pokemon Wind Waker, Pokemon Wind Waker, Zelda Wind Pokemon Waker. Wind Waker. <laughs> um, just combine two different was- games. GameCube was the first gen that I had as a kid. I didn't get a PlayStation 2 till a little bit later in my life, till the PS2 Slim came out. That's when I finally got one. But I had a GameCube, like, right off the rip. Uh, speaking of GameCube, if you got NBA Street Volume 3, you can't see me. Me, how many, Mario, how many people you Luigi, think? Peach, I'm how many people, Realistically, how many people think? You how many people do you think really got that just lying around? More than you would think. Bring back NBA Street. The streets need it because NBA 2K requires too much brain power. Do I look like Greg Popovich? No. Do I want to be running plays? No. I want to dunk on you. I want to spin around. You ain't gotta you ain't gotta have me running the pick and roll, pick and pop, talking about some inverted horn set. Let, let me dunk from the free throw line. That's all I want, man. I want games that's fun. You know who really needs a major comeback? The X-Men need to be back in the fighting game system, in the fighting game world. I was just thinking about Mutant Academy and Mutant Academy 2 recently. Never played or heard of that. Oh, okay, X-Men had some fighting games that were basically like Street Fighter clones in the late 90s, early 2000s, you had X-Men Mutant Academy, Mutant Academy 2, and X-Men Next Dimension. Um, I want to say it was Mutant Academy 2 that had Spider-Man as an unlockable character. And you could also get, like, Professor X. And he was, like, super-duper OP as a character. <laughs> but I need them to bring back the X-Men. I finally need them to show some love to my boy Iceman. Get him back in the games. Besides, the last time we saw him was Marvel vs. Capcom 2. He was one of the most OP characters. Bring him back. Nobody's Every messing with my Cyclops. Nobody's messing with my Cyclops cable. Was it Strider? I think it was Strider. Cyclops cable. Yeah. I'm rocking with Cyclops. Ryu, Iceman, sometimes so, Cable, sometimes Psylocke, sometimes so, so a gay icicle, a homeless street fighter, and the Boy Scout. Got it. Cool. Sometimes Captain America, if you want a real Boy Scout. Oh, boy. Oh, brothers. And that Cap throwing that shield around. Charging Star. No, Iron Man. That's who it was. It was Cyclops, Cable, and Iron Man because I would always get use all their alts because it was just an overwhelming shield. Laser beam. Yeah, <laughs> just a whole laser beam that you could just had to sit there and dodge. Multiple large laser beams, yeah. A proton cannon. 
Yeah. So what? Uh, what? So by the end of the year, what what games are you trying to get outside of uh Super Super Wonder, Super Mario Wonder? Outside of Spider Man Two, Spider Man Two is probably the highlight of my year. Um, I haven't honestly been looking forward to anything that much in a while, honestly. Um, I think that first game that Miles Morales was some of the the highlights in AAA gaming recently, and I'm really excited to see where they go with this latest one because it's it's looking it's looking beautiful. They got my man Tony Todd in there. Uh, only only person on the planet with a better voice than me. Um, <laughs> Voice actors everywhere just twitched and sleep. I'm I'm at your head, Keith David. I could be Goliath. Please not to we our live again. Lord. Please not with our new Lord Zavala, Commander Zavala. Destiny fans, that's for you. If you didn't, yes. If you didn't know, that is more recent news. If you didn't know. Uh, Bungie confirmed that the new voice for Commander Zavala is Keith David. R.I.P. Lance. R.I.P. Lance Reddick, uh, another iconic voice legend. He he really held it down. But shout out to Keith David. He's been one of the one of the premier voice actors since I was a kid. Uh, bring him back for the Community movie. We need Elroy Potashnik. I know that was hyping hyping up Donald Glover coming back and all that. But bring back Paget Brewster, bring back Elroy Potashnik, aka Keith David, because those were still some highlights even after, even after, even after we had to suffer and watch it on Yahoo. Shout out to Yahoo, you kept the story going. It was a terrible platform, but you (laughs) you gave them like six seasons in a movie. We here, yes, but we're gonna say, well, we could probably save that for next time because them last few episodes were weird. I rewatched it on Netflix. The finale, mm, finale was way not even the finale. It wasn't the penultimate episode like a cousin wedding. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like Neil, the guy that was always there, he accidentally or yeah, accidentally married his cousin and it was like his cousin cousin. Yeah, and then they had like a whole diatribe about it at the end or they broke it down. Yeah, that was that that was some weird episodes there, yeah. But I'm glad we survived the experience of getting a, a wrinkled first episode out of our little baby, the black and the bold. Yeah, y'all survived the experience. Y'all locked in with us. Uh, appreciate y'all tuning in to the first episode of the black and the bold hosted by me, your boy, Devin from the seven and the one, the only infamous Iron Man, the Mr. Sinister of several group chats, T-Sage. And we'll catch y'all on the next go around. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. We'll see y'all soon.